So there's many very interesting instances of unbelievable disconnects between what we say and feel and what we do and, and how we really live our lives. And we would say that this step perhaps stems from, or one of the reasons may be, that uh, one, we mistake uh, terms for, for the meaning themselves. For example, we think if I just call myself loving and peaceful, that will make me loving and peaceful. Uh, two might be that, um, you know, we, we think again by in terms of association and we have a particular desire, a particular will, a particular goal, and then we find words by association that, that we think will who make sense, uh, and, and further, we um, we don't realize that the, the 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 ideas indicated by the terms we use, we don't even aspire to so do. Again, I feel bad about myself. I feel very violent and hateful and aggressive on the regular. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna write how I extra love humanity. You know, on my social media, all over, I'm a lover of peace and justice and truth. And goodness, uh, and, and world peace, right? I'm going to put it on one social media account, on another one. I'm going to do one uh, post, another post, yada, yada. I'm going to call everybody brother and sister, right? Hey, brother, brother, sister, sister. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so, but we never think that maybe it's a good idea to think about what those words might stand for in theory, even just in a dictionary definition. Just look it up on the dictionary. What is what is peace? What is love? What is justice? According to the dictionary. And then try to live out those ideas just a little bit. Just try, right? Maybe uh, I can start by not uh, honking and giving the finger like crazy to every person that uh, I don't feel is driving that great, right? That could be a good start to being a peaceful person, but I don't do that because I'm, I'm focused simply on, on uh, compensating here. I'm doing some kind of reverse thing, and by association, I, I feel that I have to say these words. But anyhow, I would say that one of the most remarkable such uh, uh, um, the, uh, disconnects between what we say and how we actually live our life that, that has arisen, uh, most notably perhaps in the past few hundred years, and, and now so common is when we come across people that very boldly and happily proclaim that, uh, that they're absolutely certain, and it's an absolute fact uh, that uh, life has no meaning and that uh, uh, people are nothing more than just uh, m- material atoms uh, or whatever atoms are, are, are made of, ultimately, uh, or just uh, are nothing more than, quote-unquote, biological, quote-unquote, chemical, quote-unquote, neurological, quote-unquote, neurochemical systems. Uh, and that's all that people are, and that's an absolute fact. Uh, and, um, and, and yeah, and, and obviously there's no objective meaning that Obviously, there's nothing really uh, to do that has any absolute worth. Uh, we know that for a fact, right? The universe, the universe is so big, there must be so much life out of it. We don't really count. Look at how, how much of a dot we are. There's going to be heat death to the universe. Nothing we do can possibly count and matter, right? So, uh, yeah, but that's it, right? This, uh, I'm, I'm very happy to say. Uh, so that's what we say on the one hand, but what do we do? What we do is we uh, ardently, passionately pursue our self-interest. We may even, if we're decent people, we may even love our children and love our spouse uh, and, and even perhaps uh, treat other other people not so bad, right? And, and even perhaps at the same time that we say that, we say, I really care about world peace. I care about human rights. I care about justice. I care about so, so many things, right? And yet at the same time, a person is proclaiming this. So how can this be? So the, to immediately kind of uh, indicate that this is what we would call hypocrisy and, and, uh, 
and, and a real disconnect between uh, beliefs and, and actions, we can say, uh, you know what, I want you to go and, and, and kill that person right there. All right, so the person says, uh, what do you mean? Why, why would I possibly do that? Well, to prove your belief, because look, you said that uh, a person is nothing more than just material, right? Nothing more than, than what we call matter. So here, here I'm going to prove to you, I have a candy wrapper, let's say, or I have a tissue. All right, here, I'm going to take this tissue and I'm going to rip it up just like this, all right? I'm going to destroy it. Why did I do that? Because the, the tissue is just material. I really, truly believe that to the bottom of my heart, that, that there's nothing more to the tissue than the appearance. So consequently, or the napkin in this case. So consequently, I feel absolutely free to destroy it at will, even either for just uh, because I, I want to put it in the trash or because you asked me to just to show you. There's no problem at all. So you made a statement that people are nothing more than material. So go and, and go and murder that person and, and kill them. And if you're killed, you're also only material or in response, you get locked up. It doesn't matter whatsoever. So the person says, uh, no, 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 no. Come on. Uh, that's not what I meant. Uh, uh, people are, are, are neurochemical uh, systems, uh, biological, you know, there's a difference between biology and between, uh, you know, just regular matter. Da, da, da. Okay, no problem. What are you eating right now? Maybe. Uh, we're given a situation that's not uh, unlikely, right? What are you eating right now? Uh, isn't that a chicken sandwich you're eating? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Who, who was the, the chicken uh, <laughs> the chicken sandwich before you ate it and, and, and sometime before then? It was a chicken, right? It was a chicken. So a chicken also has a brain. It has a brain stem, if we're not mistaken. Uh, it has uh, something, the nervous system, again, if we're not mistaken. And it has uh, basically all the element cells, the DNA, all the, those elements that we identify in, in people. Sure, it's simpler. Sure, it's not as smart, but so what, right? So you eat the chicken, right? And even if you don't, you're a vegetarian. Okay, so eat the plants. Plants are also living systems. Plants also have uh, uh, some of the features that, that we have. So something you eat that's alive, right? Or you wash your hands, you kill the germs, right? So what's the problem? So again, go go take out that person. Go go destroy and forbid your family, right? What are you doing? Loving your kids, loving your spouse, what, what kind of nonsense is this? It would be at least as crazy if I took a, a, a candy wrapper and I said, you know what? I love you. You mean so much to me. You're so objective. Or the, the napkin, right? Uh, you're so wonderful, objectively speaking, should we say. You're, you're so amazing. Right? Wouldn't that be crazy? Right? Or conversely, okay, fine. We can have a, a, a pet plant. We can have a pet fish. Uh, anything like that. But at the same time, we understand it's more our attachment to it. Right? I have a pet goldfish, let's say. I'm a little kid. I might love the pet goldfish, but it's kind of like I love my teddy bear. It's I, I, I uh, what's the word? Anthropomorphize it. I assume that it has more going for it than than it really does have uh, in, in just about all likelihood, right? So we would say that you're also we're crazy. Then you're you're crazy if you go and you uh, anthropomorphize your children. Excuse me, anthropomorphize your spouse, other people. Right, and further, what's even the craziest is that you, again, we're given a scenario that's that's pretty likely, not necessarily exactly like this, something along these lines. It's even more crazy is that you advocate world peace and justice and all these kinds of things. That's absolutely berserk, right? Because it would be then like saying, at best, if we're being optimistic, let's have world peace for all the chickens. Let's have uh, less violence for, for the chickens. Let's have all of this. And again, surely some people would, would back that. So for those people, we could say, let's have world peace for the germs. Let's have world peace for 
and uh, the plants. Actually, some people would also say that, but for the germs, probably nobody would say, let's have world peace uh, uh, for the germs. But it's the same thing. Okay, more complicated, but so what? Right? Uh, again, I, I took the, 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 the napkin and I made a, a little a plane, airplane out of it. I made a little ship out of it. So, so what? What is that? It has more worth now, right? I took, uh, again, there's a chemical, neurochemical system. There's a couple extra neurochemicals, quote unquote. Now, what, what now it has worth? So we say that one way or another, as much as people like this that, that advocate these kinds of things, they want to have the cake and eat it till uh, they will not. Uh, they will be caught out in their hypocrisy if we push far enough. Because the fact is, unless the person is already a killer, which is also a possibility, and we speak to people that have committed crimes, and they're also very ardent on these kinds of beliefs very frequently, that uh, that life has no meaning. As one uh, uh, serial killer, uh, tragically, that uh, he, he wrote uh, his autobiography, I believe it was, and one of the very first things he wrote is that, uh, I just want to say, I'm not sorry at all, uh, uh, that uh, humankind is, is rotten and evil, right? So right away, is, is there's worth, is worthless and pointless. So obviously, <laughs> that would also be a great uh, uh, way to, to feel better there. would say, unless a person's already a killer, a person uh, typically who says these things will not go and kill anybody, a person will not go and, and do anything like that. And it consequently reveals, again, that disconnect between our, our mouth and what it is that we actually do. So what is really here going on? We would say that, um, why is it that we're drawn to such beliefs? Further, we can say to, to a person that readily says life has absolute, absolutely no meaning, excuse me, that uh, you know everything is random, everything is probability, it's all the atoms in the void moving around and they accidentally came together and, and formed you and I, we're stardust, we're this and that, I would say, so before you came to this view that life has no meaning, that ultimately there's nothing at all genuine and true and substantive uh, to, to work toward aside from our own arbitrary superficial fancies of, of uh, again, the biological animals that we are or the material that we are ultimately, uh, before you came to that conclusion, did you cry for many years? Did you tear your clothing for many years and really search your heart and search every single possible philosophy and every single possible scientific theory and conception of the world before you came to that conclusion? And then because you're such a truth seeker and because in each and every area of your life you tell the truth, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, you don't manipulate to, to get something that you want, you don't have any self-interest, you're selfless, you, uh, you're, you're not greedy, all of these things are perfectly true in all areas and you just had to consequently out of the deference to truth, you had to stick to, to, uh, to, to, to this belief. Is that what occurred? Or uh, something else occurred? And what is it that in all likelihood occurred? It is that you began, we began to feel that we're failing as it concerns uh, our human development, as it concerns any kind of tangible experiential connection to anything outside of our selfish, narrow, animalistic uh, uh, confines. Uh, of, our, uh, of that self, right? I, I began to, to feel like I, I, I failed in that and, and I further, I probably compounded the problem by uh, uh, insulting the truth many times, stealing things, lying, manipulating, whatever the case may be. Further, I might have some kind of psychological uh, complex. Maybe my parents were, or, or parent or guardian were of a certain sort and they had a certain belief. I really want to get them back or somebody else in my community or something like this. And, and consequently, I, I, I reached out maybe on the internet, maybe before the internet in books, whatever the case may be, I reached out to find some kind of ideology that would would make it no big deal where I can say that I'm really nothing, you're really nothing, and there's no ultimate ethical responsibility. 
There's nothing that's truly demanded of me. Further, obviously, if I want to feel good, I'm going to say other things that make me feel good. World peace, justice, uh, love, right? uh, ethics. Uh, I'm such a, uh, uh, what's call it? Uh, a human lover. Right? I love humans. I love people. Right? Uh, everything to stoke my vanity, to say how great I am. But ultimately, I have no responsibility. Ultimately, there's nothing that's called for. From me, uh, and that's that, right? So that's probably the more realistic account, just to be honest, but maybe not. Maybe we come across a person that is the ultimate truth seeker, that again is is honest in each and every area, and the person really has surveyed the entirety of world thought of uh, of thousands of years of, of uh, European thought and Asian thought uh, and Indian thought and African thought. And, and thought of indigenous uh, uh, kind of communities and societies, uh, and, and the works of, of the great scientists and the great philosophers, uh, and uh, the the great po- the findings of the great poets and the and the great human beings that are people that are considered to be great human beings throughout the times. Maybe a person has done all of that, and they really truly have come to that conclusion, and that's fine. Then we can respect it, and then that person can. Uh, explain exactly what it is that they mean and what they mean by the term matter and material uh, that's not self-referential and ultimately collapses and what it means that uh, something is quote-unquote neurochemical in an ultimate way and why exactly that's supposed to uh, have any kind of effect on (laughs) any purported meaning and and all that maybe and that's great and then we we would love to have a conversation with a person like that but we will say that um that, that person is yet to be found. But anyhow, we would say that um, we can ask ourselves uh, what is another way to view uh, people and, and to view life uh, aside from, from that way. So here we would say an error that uh, uh, we make. And of course, we're going to speak with the assumption that we do want to clarify our thoughts as opposed to having an agenda a psychological agenda, uh, an agenda because we failed and we want to feel good. Excuse me. Let's assume, for, for the sake of argument, that we simply want to clarify our thoughts and, and, and try to attain some kind of light or some kind of understanding in these departments. So we would say that um, one thing to, to say is that uh, any and all such conceptions that rest on, on degrading the status of, of people... And the status of the world based on matter, it's called materialism. It's a, a thought that has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, it, and it, it, any such a system, it it's ultimately doesn't stand up to the most superficial philosophical scrutiny, meaning for the sake of, of, of craftsmanship, for the sake of kind of, uh, a, a, you know, building an aqueduct, building, being a blacksmith, building a, a car, whatever the case may be. A very convenient abstraction is 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 something that we mean by the term matter, uh, meaning uh, visual extension or uh, textual, meaning with our with our hands uh, uh, impenetrability, meaning our hand can't pass through it. That is undoubtedly an extremely useful abstraction, and it undoubtedly is 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 true. Is absolutely the case that uh, we see instances of visual extension, uh, such as uh, a tree, such as a car. Such as a cloud, such as a rock, and that there are certain things that our hand does not pass through and that we do not fall through, hopefully, that it's not just a holographic sidewalk that we're walking on, but that that uh, it will actually hold us. Uh, and, and there's definitely, we can 
uh, move around uh, the contents of, of our experience and put it into logical relations with itself. For example, having radar and sonar right on, on the submarine or on our car so we don't bump into anything and having all kinds of things, no question about it. But the question is, uh, why exactly would this at all undermine uh, us, right? Why? What's, what's the idea? So I'd say there's some kind of instinctual, unconscious uh, uh, kind of... Um, vague intimation here that if we could simply point to, to something like that, then we would not have to take ourselves seriously and that we could somehow knock ourselves right? Like it's just matter. I'm just matter. Right? And again, this goes, this instinct goes back. Uh, we find it, it, it uh, having been expressed thousands and thousands of years ago in ancient primitive philosophies where there's just atoms in the void, little dots spinning around. And obviously these things have been reincarnated in, in the past few hundred years. And now it is a, a convention, conventional wisdom, right? That the ultimate reality is, is atoms or, or whatnot. So we would say that the lightest, uh, most amateur philosophical scrutiny, uh, uh, obviously, uh, it makes such views untenable. For one thing, um, we would say that uh, what we mean by extension, visible extension, undoubtedly is a question of our experience. All we have to do to find that out is we close our eyes and, and the visual extension is gone. And as to whether or not something remains, well, it's clearly not what there was when we looked at it. So, for example, we look at a picture of uh, uh, or um, you know, of a picture of somebody that we recognize, let's say, of, of our mom, if we if we have one, we had one. All right, so we look at a picture and we see our, our mom. That, that's what we see. We close our eyes, right, uh, and it's gone, but it's still there, right? Well, no, we ask somebody else, who is that? Somebody else will say, it's a stranger. It's my neighbor. It's a bus. So we experience, we don't, ex- uh, 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 we experience our, our notion, our concept, and we see a sign for it. So obviously, uh, the sign we can say persists as it concerns uh, uh, certain aspects of its uh, um, ge- geometrical form, right? Again, the lines, whatever we can, we can draw it. We can draw a picture. We can copy a picture of somebody without knowing who they are. But it's just a sign. It's not what we think that it is. So clearly, that which we think it is is gone, uh, and, and the sign for it is not seen. So the visual extension we understand is strictly a matter uh, of our experience. As for the the uh, textual uh, meaning, or our hands impenetrability or our body. Overall, uh, the reason we may think it's not a matter of our experience is because we think, you know, I see uh, something solid and then I go to touch it, my hand doesn't pass through. So see, it's just there. So we would say we see something different than the touch. If we see a rock, that's one thing. And we try to grab it, that's another thing. Those are two different sensations. And it's simply a, a calculation of ours that, uh, that uh, is, is taking the sight that stand for the touch, just habit, right? So for example, excuse me, we uh, we go to a, a concert and there's a holographic musician on the stage. So we think that uh, you know that's a, if I went up there, we may not think that. But let's just say we don't know about holograms. We see that we think now I'd go up there. I could shake that person's hand. I could uh, put my hand around their shoulders. I could give them a hug. I love that musician. And yet we can't because the sight is one thing and the touch is another thing. So even when it's not a hologram. Uh, as we understand it. The sight is still one thing and the touch is still another thing. So we'd say both are a matter of our experience. And we cannot get around that by sonar, by radar, by MRIs, by CAT scans, by x-rays, by anything like that. These things are also a part of our experience. They also stand, we can put things in logical relations within our experience. Again, no, uh, if, I, if I have a car, the radar uh, it beeps, I'm, I'm going to bump into something, but it's all a matter of our experience. So we would say, consequently, that there is no comment to make concerning what we call matter outside of what we call 
our experience. Uh, now, we can still claim that there is uh, a thing in itself, uh, the matter that we can never, ever apprehend uh, no matter how hard we try, it's completely impossible for our eyes, for, for computers, for technology, but it's still somehow there and it still somehow manages to interact with our brain directly. Uh, we don't know what it is. We can never know, but somehow our eyes, our optical nerves, our retina, our brain does know how it is uh, or what it is and gives us this amazing, insofar as we have uh, eyesight and clear enough eyesight and color vision, which is not for granted, but let's just say, uh, gives us this uh, amazing uh, world full of, of color and light and, and, and exactly, totally, consistently and, and wonderfully. Right? We look at, um, you know, a, a busy street. We see people moving, walking, talking, well, talking something different, right? But uh, uh, all these kinds of things, everything is in color. And, and really, we never, ever see what's really there, right? It's all really a thing in itself. We're just stuck inside of our skull in a dark, soundless chamber. And our brain figures out, what that really is and gives us uh, uh, at least an approximation of it. So we can say that, but that also is, uh, is, uh, is uh, ultimately, we would say, uh, superfluous and, and unsupported uh, assumption. Uh, and again, to say, you know, I'm looking at a, a colorful painting. There's the thing in itself that has no color and that's not really the painting. And I somehow see the colorful painting, right? I'm looking at a video on my phone. There's the thing in itself. Uh, and somehow the photons, they bounce off like... It's, uh, it's so superfluous, it's so complicated that uh, it, it doesn't really hold weight. We see, what uh, again, uh, we understand, we see a, a stop sign, we see the red, we see the white, we see the shape, which part of it is a thing in itself right, that we never ever see. So a simpler way to look at it would perhaps would be to say that, uh, that everything is, is strictly a matter of our experience. It, it, it's, there's a single whole of, 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 and by experience, we don't mean anything other than something else, right? Experience, not experience. I mean, there's reality. There's, there's, there's reality. I really am. Look, uh, when I look at a painting, looking at a painting and there's a painting right there. And when I look at a stop sign, I really am looking at a stop sign. When I drive in my car, it's not that I'm in, in my dark, soundless uh, chamber in my skull and the car I never ever see. I never ever see the road. I never really see anything. It's just the simulation that my brain gives me off of things in themselves. No, I'm driving in a car because I'm driving in a car. It is absolutely the truth. It's absolutely reality. Right? And consequently, following that, we would say that uh, when we see other people, we do see other people and, and we cannot reduce them, neither ourselves nor anybody else, to a quote-unquote matter, to material, to anything like that. We cannot reduce them. It, it, no, no more than we, than we can reduce anything else. But here we would say, uh, it, being that we take the contents of, of the sense world as signs for uh, uh, realities other than themselves, typically. So, for example, uh, I see a stop sign. That serves to me as a literal sign for the notion of stop. It's not enough to see the white and the red to know that I have to put the pedal, not to the metal, uh, the, the brake... Um, the break to the ground, I have to stop because I want to avoid a fine because I want safety or I don't stop and I might get a fine, I might not be safe, yada, yada, or a ticket, should we say. Right? Uh, it's not enough to just to just see that. Somebody that doesn't at all read English and, and has never been told that reality, they're not going to just know automatically or, or they might guess again based on their country, but we get the point. Right? So uh, I'd say that everything stands as a sign for ideas broader than their own self. So we look at 
a tree, we think, okay, that's a form of life or that's something I use for lumber, that for firewood, for my job. I like to climb it. It's fun. I like to hug it. I'm a, <laughs> I look at um, a, a car. I see that's a, that's a, that stands as a sign for the site for my car versus not my car, for a nice car, for a not a nice car. So we see that uh, the, 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 the sensible world, meaning the, the, phenom- uh, the sense perception, that that which we take in uh, uh, by the way of sense perception, what we call can, can be thought of as signs for realities other than themselves. So when we see a person, when we call a person, uh, we see purely the same thing as anything else. We see a form, a geometrical form. We see some colors. If we have color vision, and again, we're presuming we have sight. If we don't, and we're, we're like Helen Keller, we go by touch, then we t- feel the touch. It would be the same idea. Uh, we have to imply what, what the touch, uh, figure out what the touch implies. So we, we, we take in some kind of sight, uh, and, and then we have to figure out what does the sight stand for? So for example, I see, uh, again, a particular face. It might take me a second. Oh, that's you from... Uh, from a couple of years ago, right? Oh, that's my old neighbor. I see a, a, another site. Oh, that's my, again, my mom, my dad, my uh, my friend. Right? Oh, uh, that's uh, my, my old boss, this and that, right? Another site I see, and I think of the idea, little kid. I think of the idea of teenager, of grown-up, of senior citizen, right? of man, woman, uh, uh, child, right? we said, and, and so forth and, and so on. So basically, I'm taking in these, these uh, sense perceptions and considering them to be signs for ideas of mine. We cannot then reduce, just to again emphasize, these signs to something other than themselves. Really, it's just matter that I see. Really, it's the atoms. Really, it's the electrons. No, we see, and as, as everywhere else, we see the sign uh, for the idea. And, and, and atoms and electrons are implied mathematical realities that uh, also we, we deduce from uh, our sensations and mathematically kind of bring out certain conclusions, which again, we, we cannot posit have any existence as, other than as abstractions and as mathematical, um, uh, kind of again, uh, theoretical mathematical entities uh, and abstract entities. But anyhow, so that's what we see. So we would say uh, the way then that we uh, treat people uh, it depends on the content of our own mind and how we understand ourselves and, and how we understand uh, consequently, how we understand others. So basically, if uh, I uh, begin life as a little creature uh, and I subsist in that state, in that animal state, in that state of utter selfishness, I'm going to see other people as signs for utilities. This is a person that can help me. It's a person that can hurt me. This is a person that can make me feel good. It's a person that can make me feel bad. Excuse me. It's a person that can get me coffee. This is a person that can sell me a car. This is a person that can give me a ticket. This is a person I identify as my family member, so I have to treat them in a certain way. I, I see people as simply signs for utilities. Now, I might have a vague intuition that that's not the best thing to do, and consequently, I might have guilt concerning my selfishness, and I might turn to some of the aforementioned ideologies saying that... Uh, you know, there's no, people are nothing more than atoms, than biological systems, yada, 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 right? And again, speaking of, right, the, the brain, speaking of chemicals, all these things, if we, again, take the much simpler, arguably, and more coherent version of things that everything is a unified whole and cannot be distinguished from anything else as it concerns our knowledge, meaning uh, color is, is, is an illusion, but the, what the, 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 in the impenetrability and the extension, the mass, that's real. Right? Taste is an illusion, but the food is real. So if we stop doing that, dividing things up, and we simply take everything at face value, it's a question of our experience, uh, then um, we would say that um, 
there can certainly be experiences such that we would use terms like like brain or like nervous system, but uh, and, and chemicals, whatever the case may be. But again, it's not some kind of backdoor to experience. It's all a question of our experience. It, it all comes across to us. Uh, I, I encounter a person, I talk to them, I'm a brain surgeon, right, for the appointment, then I open up their brain, I see a sight such that I call it a brain, a, a sight that I did not prior see. Now, this sight and this touch stands in logical relations, potential logical relations to the experience of the person. I can uh, m- manipulate it and have something come across to the person potentially, have them experience their arm going up, whatever the case may be. But that is not still is not a secret trap door uh, around the uh, experience that shows me what a person, quote unquote, really is. It's still simply a matter of experience. Right? And, and again, further, the, the brain stands at best in some kind of tenuous connection with uh, with cognitive capacities. That's not at all linear, as we might think. There's cases of individuals that have a significantly reduced brain that have only one hemisphere uh, with, uh, without cognitive functions being commensurately affected, or as, as we would think they might be. So uh, even at the, in the naive view, we cannot suppose the, a person to be uh, equivalent to the brain. But in the philosophically sophisticated view, where we take everything as a matter uh, of the same uh, or think of everything on the same footing of knowledge as a matter of our experience, we certainly cannot um, <laughs> say that the, the brain or the nervous system or the chemicals or anything that causes us or causes experience. And, and quickly, we might say, but wait a second, do we see that people are uh, can be knocked out, people can be, be given general anesthesia, and consequently that can extinguish them. So here we have to distinguish between the subject and the object. To ourself or a subject, everything else, including any potential experiences in connection with, with terms such as brain, comes across to us. Uh, and the fact that we can experience somebody else uh, going unconscious, again, such as being knocked out or asleep or, or something like this, rather than it implying that the ultimate reality uh, has to do with that, the, the sight or the touch of the brain, it seems to imply that each of us has uh, individual time. That's really a different discussion, which we don't really uh, want to get into, but that there's no absolute time within which everything is... is, 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 is uh, synchronized, right? And, and that every every one of us has our own time and consequently the way I would experience a subject going under general anesthesia or being knocked out or otherwise what other people would call unconscious is simply a lapse in my experience of, of the sensible world. For example, I'm in the chair for I'm, I'm lay, or in the in the bed for, for surgery for anesthesia. I hear five, four, three, or ten, nine, eight, whatever the anesthesiologist is counting down, then I wake up. Or then I see the next thing. Right? It's a, it's, it indicates that I have my own time, my own timeline, my own chronology, which is not synchronized with that of the anesthesi- anesthesiologist or that of others. It doesn't necessarily lead to the conclusion that uh, I'm nothing more than, than my brain. But that's a different discussion. But anyhow, so I take people to stand uh, as signs uh, for certain realities. If I remain in my animalistic state, I take uh, I consider them as, as merely utilitarian signs. If, however, I work on myself and I really try to connect with, with myself, build a relationship with myself, I try to really, excuse me, refine and elevate myself as, as, uh, as a being that can be a human being, an homo sapien, an animal that can be a human being, then uh, I'm going to really see the, the value and the worth in uh, hu- true human development. I'm going to see what, it, what it's possible for a human being to become. It's gonna be, there's going to be no question to me that I cannot reduce that development and the states of being it's possible to attain to 
to silly terms uh, such as the neurons or the atoms or something like this. Not to degrade the terms. The terms are fine, but uh, just the, the naive conceptions like that. Uh, it, it, it's not at all tenable to, to degrade things to, to those uh, terms or those concepts. And consequently, I will see uh, the, the, the worth of uh, what I call other people, meaning appearances that stand as signs for ultimately uh, uh, we would say myself, right, from another point of view and the uh, certain principles of individuality that uh, are what they are and that are in need of of, uh, 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 of improvement, right, that are in need of improvement. And further, chances are I'll see that as a question of absolute importance, meaning not just as, as, as one out of many priorities. Uh, uh, you know, I want to renovate my house. I want to renovate the fence. But we would say that, um, uh, that, uh, that that's the sole question of, of real uh, importance it is that uh, elevation of those principles of individuality that attain visibility in sense perception as what we call other people or as ourselves. if we look in the mirror. If we don't look in the mirror, we never have to even know what we look like. We never have to contend with our visibility if we don't want to. Right? We don't have to look in the mirror. We can theoretically not look down and see that, if, that we have hands if we have them and feet. But if we do, we'll see something. But that's not us. That's just the sign for us, for myself. And the same thing, by the way, of other people. So that's a view we can take. And then we would say that, um, uh, obviously, we take that view of, uh, of ourselves and of others. And uh, uh, we see we're very different than uh, a piece of candy wrapper, right? Or than a napkin, than a tissue. We're very different than, than that. That stands just as a sign for just the object, an insensible object. And further, we're also very different from a chicken. As much as we love chickens, they're great. Uh, and uh, we would rather have them be uh, grass-fed if we're... And whatever, however, that's cows may be the fed on, on great, uh, what is it, millet or corn, whatever they eat, let them have the best. But at the same time, we see that the chicken site stands as, uh, as a sign for an idea of simply animal physical life uh, and, and with, with no c- c- possibilities at all ever for any kind of improvement and edification and elevation, transcendence of oneself uh, and per- intellectual perfection, emotional perfection, love, truth, goodness, beauty, none of that. Uh, unfortunately, as much as we love the chicken, it's not because of the chicken farm. It's not because we're discriminating based on what the chicken looks like. It's because we go off of evidence uh, uh, from what we've seen. And as far as we can possibly tell, we can... Uh, work with the chicken for the next uh, trezillion years, bajillion years, we can do everything possible as it concerns its development. We can give the very best food and we can uh, read to it, try to teach it a language for many, many hours a day. We can do everything possible, but it will never, ever be anything other than what it is. It's just an animal. It it just has animal life. So consequently, we say maybe the best thing for you, chicken, is to to go and, and feed somebody that can have true life that can have human life that can that can strive towards ideals and, and realize them and all of that not necessarily maybe i'd rather eat grass or just uh, stick with killing germs and, and plants no problem but maybe you know you could be, be take part in my chicken sandwich once in a while but that doesn't apply to those of us that are homo sapiens we do have that capacity whether we use it or not all right, so that consequently, I might have the chicken sandwich, but I'm not going to have you. <laughs> I'm not going to be, uh, which I'm going to call it, um, uh, people that eat other people and whenever they're called. I'm not going to do that. So see, now we can be consistent in our views. Uh, there's a reason I can rip up the napkin, but I can't rip up you or I won't rip up you. There's a reason I'll eat the chicken sandwich, but I won't eat you. All right? And again, if a single chicken sandwich ever, <laughs> if a single chicken, not a chicken sandwich ever in the history of chickens, single chicken uh, uh, one day said, 
hey guys, I'm a chicken. You know, I'm a being. I'm a I'm a conscious, sentient, rational being that uh, is here and knows uh, that it's here. And I'm aware of myself. I'm aware of you. I'm striving towards my perfection. I'm striving to transcend myself. I'm striving towards the highest possible ideals that that I can that are imaginable by any mind anywhere. Uh, and and uh, that's what I'm doing, guys. Uh, so are you going to kill me now? So if a single chicken ever did that, it would be a high crime to ever kill a single chicken because the chickens would show, even by that one example, that they have the potential to be uh, the most of what it is possible to be. Just once. All, that's all it would take. Right? That's all it would take. But because we've never seen that even once, that's why we don't feel, most of us, some of us do, but most of us don't feel it's such a problem to eat the chicken sandwich. So we would say here to somebody that would say, okay, fine, but we see that most people uh, uh, likewise retain and have only animal life and have no aspirations, not that they try and fail, have no aspirations for anything higher, have only psychological, physical uh, uh, life and aspirations. I simply want to feel good. I simply want to pursue blindly my desires. So even if, uh, uh, you know, that uh, applies to some people, not to all people. So we would say that. We would say, even if so, uh, obviously we're optimistic. We hold that uh, and we hope that uh, there's a kernel of potential in every single homo sapien or as indicated by every single homo sapien form uh, that can be, in theory, eventually drawn out. Uh, and that's the, the assumption till the end, we would say, till the last moment, till the last breath. Uh, but even if, even if we were to grant play devil's advocate and grant that that's not the case, we would still say that there have been enough uh, specimens uh, of our species that have absolutely uh, risen to great heights and, and have accomplished great things as it concerns their human development to uh, make it absolutely worth their while to respect every single person, every single form that looks like us. Just like with the chickens. If even one chicken ever out of billions did it, then we would respect all chickens. It would be a huge crime to, to kill a chicken, even if most of them, the rest of them remained as they now are. So that's the same thing. If even a single person ever has become anything other than an animal, we respect all people automatically, axiomatically, just like that, because they're all, then we're all I- I- indicative of the same idea, of the same team, uh, and the same notion. And if some of us don't live up to our potential, that's too bad. But we're not going to sit here picking and choosing. Oh, you're good enough. You're not good enough. You're a human being. You're not a human being. We can say we're none of us are human beings in the sense of we haven't lived up to our potential, but obviously not in the sense of you're not a human being. Now I'm going to mistreat you, goodness forbid. That's not what we mean at all. So that's the idea. Uh, We can hopefully... By clarifying these thoughts, there's many, many more angles, obviously, to approach these things with. But uh, if we want to to really clarify uh, our, our notions as opposed to simply stating something for ulterior motives, uh, we can try to do that. And then hopefully we can make all our views consistent. If we want to say that there's nothing more to, uh, to, to people kind than the material, that's no problem. But then simply... Uh, and if by that we mean whatever we're even supposed to mean then, maybe visible extension, tangible uh, uh, impenetrability, whatever it is that, we're, that we want to mean, if we mean by that uh, uh, that there's nothing more to people than there is to, to a candy wrapper, right? then we have to treat people commensurately. We cannot say, but I love my kids, but I love my spouse, but I, I want world peace. That's total hypocrisy. If we want to say 
that people are nothing more and can be nothing more than chickens, than just biological systems uh, pursuing stimuli and reacting to stimuli. Not that most of us are like that, but that we can't be anything more. If we want to insist on that, then we absolutely have to, uh, be, to get in line with that and treat people also commensurately, which means that the one thing that I know is that I can feel pleasure and I can feel pain. That's the one thing I know. And I'm simply going to uh, uh, use these sacks of meat as I please. And just like with the chickens, unfortunately, or for, uh, we do. All right. So let's be consistent in our views, whatever they are, and think about it. Thank you for listening.